0: Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. I want to take this opportunity to say welcome. I am so glad that uh, you guys are zooming in. Or if you're not zooming in your Facebook live in it today uh, we are reminded that this is the day that the Lord has made and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it so again I'm just glad to, to have each and every one of you here with us this morning now I do want to do a special shout out to a specific group uh, this morning a special welcome and you know who that is it's our fathers uh it's you dads and uh i just want you to know that i celebrate you today and that we as a church family celebrate you today Uh, i'm glad that we have this special day uh i tried to call my dad earlier this morning red i finally known as red and uh He's like some of the rest of it. He just, he just, sometimes he has a problem with technology. And so he never picked up his phone. So, uh, and I know that he's not watching because he has nothing to do with technology. If it's not a plow or a cow, he don't know what to do with it. Anyway, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eventually talk to my dad and and just uh, tell him happy father's day. But uh, I know this, I am blessed because of my dad. I am truly blessed because of my dad. And uh, many of you've heard me say it, and my kids have always heard me say it, uh, in saying that, you know, if I could be half the dad that uh, to my kids, that my dad was to me, that they would be truly blessed. Uh, And his life is is really a, uh, definitely not a perfect life, but his life is a glorious demonstration Of God's goodness and God's grace and so um, I I celebrate my dad today now um, I know also that as we celebrate and and uh, enjoy Father's Day that there's a mixture of emotions uh, that some of you are feeling some of you uh, it's tough because you're missing your dad and uh, he's not no longer with you And uh, so it's it brings a little sadness. Others of you, it's uh, it's a little bit strained because uh, your experience with your earthly dad uh, was, um, you know, strained at best. And uh, so you struggle a little bit with that. Um, And unlike me, me being blessed, some of you actually feel cursed. Instead of like me, blessed, cursed because of your dad but I, I want you to know that God's design is for dads and, and we can always have this. We can, no matter what our experience has been and your, your experience with your earthly father, uh, God used your father to bring you into this world because God has a specific plan and a purpose for your life. And, uh, and no matter what your experience also, uh, I just want you to remind you Uh, what we're doing today. We are gathering to celebrate and to worship our Heavenly Father who is absolutely perfect. Um, Our Heavenly Father is close. He is caring. He is capable. He is consistent. And I just want you to know dads, uh, no matter what your experience or what your feelings are today, He loves you. And uh, He celebrates you today. God celebrates you today, uh, dads. Now, I know that there's probably other emotions. Um, you know, some of you dads may be feeling a little bit awkward or a little bit uncomfortable with the attention uh, or, 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 you know, the this, this celebration. Why? Because, you know, in in, in your heart you're going, man, I could have done better. Or maybe you're thinking I should have done better. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that n- none of us are perfect. and 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 the great news today is this, no matter uh, what you have been like as your dad, you can do better. You can still do better. And that's what Paul says in Philippians chapter one, verse six, as he's celebrating the partnership of the uh, folks at Philippi, he's saying, listen, I'm thankful for you and for your partnership. And I am confident of this, that God will complete what he has started in you. And one of the verses that we've been uh, so encouraged by throughout uh, uh, this season, 2020, is, you know, and we know that in all things that God is at work uh, and he works good for those who love him and are called it. So no matter what your experience, our perfect Heavenly Father has something uh, great and good for you. Now, uh, for those of you that are are zooming, are, are Part of the face uh, of the Crosspoint uh, family. Uh, did y'all get something in the mail. Did y'all get something in the mail, daddies. Woo-hoo, check it out now. Uh, Facebook Live, folks. You might not have got that, but uh, there went out this little card for our dads, saying it would take a pandemic in order for us to uh, to not celebrate you in person. And so you know, here it is, as a pandemic. But inside this card. Is a little coupon that uh, for you Zoom folks. Uh, you already see uh, it's a gift that we're giving to every one of our guys, uh, and it's the gift is a book that I've been reading by uh, uh, Tony Evans. It's called Kingdom Man, Kingdom Man, and I don't know if you can see uh, behind me. Ooh, I got I got books everywhere behind me, and uh, and and, and the, here here here's here's what God's been encouraging hey Phil hot up did you get yours you did woo-hoo! he's the only one that got special delivery uh, because he's in Washington my goodness all right so um but yeah look at there woohoo all right so here's the deal uh, gosh I think this is so timely because, because I truly think that a lot of what we're experiencing in our world today has to do with us not really being kingdom men, and uh, God wants us to to step up and experience all that He is for us. Uh, and Tony Evans does an amazing job in this, as far as bringing God's truth. And here's here's the bottom line: uh, the first the uh, the first line of the book says. A kingdom man is the kind of man that when his feet hit the floor each morning, the devil says, Oh crap, he's up. So there's a couple of good, there's a public couple of good things about this. Number one, y'all, y'all, y'all back off a little bit and stop talking about some of the work. Tony Evans, a prominent pastor in America, says crap. Yep, that's what he says right there. Right there. That's on there. It's in the book. Uh, but listen, so we want you guys that are, are to come by now you go, well, I didn't get one of those cards and I would love to to read that book because I want to be a kingdom man. If you want to, and you didn't get that, we will provide that book for you. You just let us know. You just let us know. And here's, uh, come by and get it this, uh, this week at the office. Um, I don't know how many more special deliveries we'll do. Uh, we're, uh, we're not. We're definitely not driving to Washington, so we mailed it. But um, uh, this coming Saturday, come by and get it this coming Saturday at 8 o'clock, at 8 o'clock at Crosspoint in our worship center. Any of you guys that would like to come and gather, we're going to be social distance and all that. Get it and read the first couple of chapters, and we're going to just be praying for us and praying for God's leadership for us so that we can continue to be better uh, as the men that God would have us to be. Is that, is that good? Y'all like that? All right. Again, uh, welcome everybody. And we love you dads. And I just want to stop and I want to pray for our, uh, time together today and also to pray for our dads before we continue. So let's, let's pray together. Father God, we just thank you so much for your amazing love and grace. We thank you for how your mercies are new every morning. And on this beautiful Sunday morning, this Father's Day that we celebrate here in in America, God, we thank you that no matter what our experience, that you offer and extend to us love beyond measure. You offer us life and hope and peace and joy and purpose. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for being so amazing. So faithful. Thank you, God, for I especially thank you for God, the men in my life that you uh, used to help me to see you, that you've used to encourage and bless me. I am so blessed. And so we just want to, to acknowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from you. God, thank you so much. God, I do pray that you just wrap up our dads. And, and your loving arms, that you encourage them. Uh, Lord, that you reveal to them that no matter what their experience as a dad or the experience they had with this dad, that God, that you, uh, that, that you are the reconciler, you are the redeemer, you are the restorer. And so I pray that each of us today, um, after experiencing your presence, Lord, are filled with hope and, and fill with awareness, Lord, that you've got purpose for each of our lives. Lord, I thank you for uh, our Zoom family and our Facebook Live family today, and just pray your blessings on each and every one. And that to, through um, today, through our experience today, that we would know you better and that we would love you more. And we make it our prayer in Jesus' name, amen. All right, wow, good enough so here's here's the scoop uh today uh i just want to uh the 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 title of the message today is change the unchangeable love change the unchangeable um obviously there's a whole lot that's going on in our world today in our country specifically uh today and um and boy there's a lot of as, as i've been saying there's a lot of information out there a lot of voices out there but I was reading uh, uh, Jim Dennison. Y'all hear me talk about Jim Dennison. Uh, and uh, he had he had a, a fellow that, uh, uh, I forget his name right now. His name is Tom Dole, uh, do an article in the Daily Article on June 15th. And I would encourage you to to look at the uh, uh, Dennison uh, Forum and look at that June 15th. But here's what he says. Uh, he says, 2020 will be remembered as the year America was hit By a societal earthquake with powerful aftershocks. The coronavirus led to a global shutdown, which led to an economic meltdown. Next came the arrest and murder of George Floyd, uh, Floyd, which led to protests in most American cities, which led to riots, which led to a movement calling to defund local police departments and major US cities. We aren't even halfway through the year and America still has a national election on the horizon. It's not a stretch to forecast that quite possibly our most heated election ever is just around the corner. Society has been severely altered. The shockwaves will be felt for decades unless Jesus returns before then. These earthquakes registered not only in the physical world, but in the spiritual arena as well. He goes on, and I'll just read just a little bit more, because I think it sets up for us um, just an awareness of, of what God is calling us to. He says, believers are struggling with how to respond as Jesus would want us to. Social media has given everyone a pulpit. If we're not careful with our opinions and the way we express our convictions, we could easily become part of the enemy's plan to divide the church. We have a mission during this time when our country and the world needs us. So how do we address the needs and hurt within our nation and still pursue our sacred mission to reach people who desperately need Jesus? Uh, He goes on to say, first, let's remember an important truth. Evil and strife are all around us, but there's more to it than what we see physical battles on the ground are a mere reflection of the spiritual battles raging in the heavens satan our enemy satan is our enemy and no one else he's behind the scenes and is viciously fighting to steal kill and destroy whatever he can because he knows his days are short the apostle uh, and john says in the epistle uh First John five one nineteen. The world is under the control of the evil one. So we are saddened by the hate, division, and depravity on display in our nation as we watch the news. But are we really suppl- per- surprised? We shouldn't be. This is Satan's major goal. And then what he does in that article, he he offers up, you know, three keys for us as followers of Christ. But then he closes with this. He says. 2020 has vividly shown the body of Christ that difficult days are here and probably will be until Jesus returns. This is the world we live in now. But for believers to represent Jesus as his ambassadors, we need to look like him. That's the challenge in today's world for sure. We need to look like him. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that for me to look like Jesus requires change, change. And that's what's being called for, change. But how do we change what seems to be unchangeable? And and that's what we've been doing through this particular series of what it takes to really change. And so I, I really want us to continue in this classic passage of God's word in Romans chapter 12. We've been just dwelling, hovering over this. Why? Because it's got to sink deep within the core of our beings. And so what we've been talking about are these these principles for change now. But here's, I think, an important reminder that God just kind of impressed upon me this past week. You know, for a lot of us, uh, there was a time where we felt like we had to achieve our standing with God. We We had to achieve it. We had to do I don't know if you've ever been locked into that to where you, you were trying to uh, get in God's good graces. You were trying to achieve it, but then God's revelation helped us to understand. No, that's nothing that we will ever be able to achieve. It is only received. But what God really impressed me uh, with me is this, is that what we so desire to see in our lives, but also in our nation. And during this, uh, unrest this time of unrest when it comes to relationships uh that are in the world it's something that you know we're trying to achieve often but yet it's something that jesus has already accomplished you know we can look to his word and see that uh his uh truth about who we are no matter what our ethnic background is that Jesus is the reconciler. And what he wants us to do is to walk in it and to uh, receive it, acknowledge that he is the source and sustainer of everything that we need, and then walk in that. So let's talk about changes. Now we talked about how the first law of change uh, when verse one was that we were to present our bodies to God. Well, the first law of change is that change is a choice. So God is reminding me and you to say, listen, are you choosing Jesus today? Are you choosing to change? Uh, but uh, it's a choice that we make. It's a choice that we make every single day. Uh, and then in verse two, it says, now, in order to experience that, we, we, we cannot continue to, to imitate uh, this world around us. Uh, as a matter of fact, he says, stop conforming to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that brought us to our second law of change. And that is this, I must change my model, uh, that we have to to direct our attention to God and just be fixed on him. And so when it comes to, especially what we're experiencing in this day of unrest, uh, with uh, all the... uh, the, uh, all the accusations and the hate and the misunderstanding and the confusion and the fear that's going on today. I mean, we're being fed a, a lot of voices that we've been talking about. And and, and so many of us have these unconscious models uh, that, that we go by. So what is your model for living life? What is your model for racial reconciliation? What is your model? And he says, listen, in order for me to experience change, I must change my model. Why? Because every model on the face of this earth is broken. There's only one perfect model, and that is Jesus. And and we get a lot of we get a lot of information. You know, we get pieces. You know, of information from all over. And, and it may be that your model is democratic or Republican or CNN or Fox or. Uh, NBC ABC all I mean we got all of this all of this information going our way now while we need to receive and be informed and seek understanding uh, the positive, the bible says fix your eyes on jesus the author and perfecter of your faith if we want to know how to live by faith we we've got to let jesus be our ultimate model look to jesus who what, has done what man, he has reconciled us to God, and he has reconciled us to one another. He has already declared that he's accomplished, you know, even among the Jews and the Gentiles. He says, no, there's no difference. You're one in the body of Christ. That's an amazing deal. All right, so change is a choice. We must change our model, and then then we looked at the verses in um, uh romans 12 verse 3 when it says don't think more highly of yourself than you should and and that was saying that we must assess we must continually evaluate our life uh and and it brought us to the third law of change which is i can only change what i measure i can i can only manage what i measure i i I must evaluate i must know where i'm starting my starting point in my life and so then uh, last week, or not not week before last, because Pastor Aaron spoke last week, but then we looked at the uh, fourth law of change, and that is that we must get support. And that law of change is this, change requires community. Change requires community. We cannot sit in our own stuff. Uh, isolation brings and breeds delusion. And so if we truly want to experience change, we must invite others into our life. And so today we're going to pick up. Now, I know it took us a little while to get here, but we're going to pick up on this fifth principle. And that is this. If I want to experience lasting change, if I want to change what I see as unchangeable, maybe in myself or maybe in others, uh, then I must fill my life with love. I must fill my life with love. And uh, this is really a principle of affirmation. See, if you want lasting change, if you want permanent change in your life, it's going to take love. And boy, <laughs> what the world needs now is love, sweet love, but not just worldly love, but the love who is from God. See, love changes the unchangeable. It's the only thing that can the matter of fact, the Bible tells us that love is the most powerful force in the world. It invigorates, it re, uh, revitalizes, it renews, it refreshes. It's the most powerful force in the universe. Why? Because God is love. He doesn't just give us love uh, or He has love, He is love. And so if I'm going to experience change, it requires love, it will strengthen and energize. Uh, Matter of fact, the Bible says that love is, is stronger than death. Love is stronger than death. Sit and think on that a minute. Love is stronger than death. If love is stronger than death, then that means that love is stronger than addiction. If love is stronger than death, that means that love is stronger than divorce. If love is stronger than death, that means that love is stronger than depression. If love is stronger than death, that is, that means that love is stronger than hate. That love is stronger than fear. That that love is stronger than racism. That love is stronger than, wow, it's stronger than anything else. That's God's love. And that's one reason that we can celebrate. That's one reason we can have hope. In, in this season of darkness within our country because of God's love and because who we are in him. So let's look at this verse together. Now, Facebook folks, you're gonna have to listen good. Zoom folks can see it. But this is Romans chapter 12, verses nine and 10 from the Amplified Bible. This is what, this is what Paul says in this, in, this, in this text of change. He says, love is to be sincere and active. The real thing without guile and hypocrisy. Hate what is evil. Detest all ungodliness. Do not tolerate wickedness. Hold on tightly to what is good. Be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection. As members of one family, give preference to one another in honor. Boy, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Um, that's a mouthful, but here's, here's, here's what God's uh, calling us to do. Fill our lives with love. And he's saying here, but that love must be sincere and active. True love, here, here's the deal. True love is known through the actions that it prompts. Okay? We can, we can, we can evaluate and assess and test our love. How? Through the actions that it prompts. We see that in the life of Jesus. Uh, His love was not just an emotion, but his love was an action and that he went to the cross for me and for you. He did for us what we could never do for ourselves. And and here what Paul is saying is that love must be sincere, authentic, and active. And then he says right behind that, I think which is an expression of love, love, it says hate what is evil. Hate what is evil. That means sometimes uh, true love, we confront things in our lives. We confront one another. We exhort one another. We confront, we intervene. Hate what is evil. Uh, Amos chapter five, uh, verse 15, throughout history, we see this is God's word. It says, hate evil and love what is good. And he shows the action here. He says, turn your courts into true halls of justice. Perhaps even yet the Lord God of heaven's armies will have mercy on the remnant of his people. So he's saying, hey, here's how we see this. And and he brings in a life of being righteous and just as a demonstration of love. In Psalm chapter 34, verse 14, uh, he says, depart from evil and do good. And then he says this, seek peace and pursue it. So. You know, what he's saying here is that this is an active thing. This is an active thing. We fill our lives from with love through God, Jesus, who is love, who actively demonstrated that. We fill our lives with him. And then uh, as we experience his love, then we are loving and active in very sincere ways. And then he says this, hold on tightly to what is good. Hold on tightly to what is good. Well, Here's where we just need to, again, go back and say, wait a minute, l- let me fix my eyes on Jesus. Let me see what my model, what is good? Man, we could come up with a hundred definitions of good uh, just among us that are sitting here right now uh, and, and that are a part of this. You know, we have all of our definitions of good, but who defines what's truly good? Well, God does. That's the reason we need to fix our eyes on him. Um, and that's what First uh, Thessalonians 5, 21 says. It says, but test all things so you can recognize what is good. Hold firmly to that which is good. So w- we got to spend some time and, w- and we've got to allow God to speak to us uh, through his word and through one another as we experience this process of change. Um, I love the way that, uh when, when he goes in, in that verse, he says, give preference to one another. The, you know, the NLT says, take delight in honoring one another. Take delight in honoring one another. You know, we've always, uh, we've always be, been told uh, and known that, boy, if we just get some words of encouragement, man, it, that'll take us a long way. But, you know, don't continue to beat down on me. You know, don't continue to point out what's wrong in my life. But give me some words of encouragement. And this is take delight in honoring one another. And, and you know what this is saying? is Be sure and be quick to point out wins in somebody's life. You know, somebody's on a diet and you go, wow. And, and they say, well, you know what? I exercised two times last week. Don't say, well, you should have exercised three. Don't do that. Uh, no, just go, celebrate the small wins. You know, or if someone says, listen, I, you know, I want to I come alongside of you and, and just encourage you. Don't say, well, you're just stupid and, and I want somebody, you know, a lot smarter and more spiritual than you. What? No, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the small wins uh, with one to uh, take delight in bringing honor to one another. Hey, what, what have you done today uh, to honor someone else? How can we take delight in honoring, especially, you know, uh, our our brothers and sisters who are of a different ethnic background than us? Or maybe a social, a socioeconomic background. Take delight in honoring one another. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Here's one of the things that it, it helps us to understand that God really has wired our universe in such a way that when we help others or when we encourage others, God helps and encourages us, you know? And, and, and we're, listen, in our, in, our, in our country, we're so about is you know, about me, you know? Man, I'm gonna help myself, I'm gonna do this. But that's not, that's not God's economy. God's economy is, is that whenever we help someone else, it releases God to help us. The, uh, the, uh, a great example of that is Job. Now, none of us really get all excited about reading the book of Job, but we know we know we know the story of Job. Job lost everything. He lost his health. He lost his family. He lost his wealth. He lost it all. He lost it all. But at the end of the book of Job, he got it all back. Matter of fact, God gave it back to him double. Do you do do you do you remember when God gave it back? Was it whenever God? You know. When it was it when Job prayed, you know, a hundred and five times, God, please give it back, please. No, no. Here's what it says in Job chapter forty-two. It says, after Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. Wow! Not when he prayed for himself, but when he prayed for his friends. Um. Listen, in our culture, when it's all about me, you know, this is an amazing, this is an amazing insight that God continues to remind us, especially through the life of Jesus. He said, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. So here's the fifth law of change. We've already got four. The fifth law of change is change requires action and giving back. Change requires action and giving back. Uh, That's, listen, that's the reason we must surround ourselves uh, with people. That's the reason we cannot do this uh, Jesus thing, being a follower of his on our own. You know, we're going, I don't need the church. Well, wow, you're going against everything that Jesus has said. He says we need one another. We belong to one another and that we need the body of Christ. We need one another. And and so it's in the context of that that we encourage one another and able to give ourselves away. Who have you served this week? You know, um, fill your life with love. Fill your life with love. Now, here's the takeaway. It's become, um, you know, through these last months and especially these last weeks you know i like you have experienced so much heaviness and it's like wow there's so much hate there's so much division but it's uh, but it's almost as if it's become crystal clear just so much more clear that jesus christ is our only hope and and jesus is the first button and the first buttonhole. Um, boy there's a lot of change that needs to make but the first change is this we need to experience God's love for God so loved the world that he gave us one and only son and so if you want to experience change then here, here's here's my encouragement for you just get before God right now and say Lord you know, I've talked about you. I do church. I do all that kind of stuff. But have I ever have I ever truly surrendered my life to you and open, opened up and received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? See, that's what you feel yourself about. First step, first button in the first button hole, receive Jesus Christ. Acknowledge that you need Jesus Christ and ask him in. Uh, th- that's it. Say, I don't understand it all, but I believe your word. I've seen your love. I've seen your love and some others, but I want you to come in and fill me. If you've never done that, I want to encourage you to do that today. Uh, I'm not saying fill yourself with religion, fill yourself with a lot of Bible verses. No, I'm talking about fill yourself with Jesus Christ, the living Lord. Uh, who is standing at the door and knocking because that's his desire for you. That's the first step. Now, the second step is this. If you already know Jesus as as your Lord and Savior, fill yourself with love. How? Be very intentional about being a part of the body of Christ, a local church, a local expression of the church. And you go, yeah, but they're just messed up people. Yeah, that's the reason you fit in. Hallelujah. and that's where you'll feel comfortable. Yay, yeah, God. Uh, get, get off your high horse. But the Bible says, "God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble." Get off your high horse and thinking that you got it, and just submit to the leadership of the Lord and become a part of His local body. Listen, we would love to have you if you if if you're watching on Zoom or Facebook Live. Uh, when we we are meeting in different expressions right now, a lot of zoom Bible studies, zoom prayer, zoom conversations. Uh, but eventually we will be back physically together. And if you're anywhere near us, we'd love for you to be a part uh, of what God is doing as he is changing the unchangeable in our lives. He's continuing to bring about uh, a bride that reflects God's glory. So So get get involved, be a part of the body. You go, I don't understand all this. Hey, drop me a line, drop me a line. Respond on the Facebook Live, respond on a, a comment on the chat section of the Zoom. Let's talk about it. Let's get intentional. Why? Because this whole thing that we've been talking about is change requires action and giving back. Action, action, act. Nothing becomes uh, specific, uh, dynamic until it becomes specific. It's a specific, specific response. So here's some questions I want to leave us with today. That I, I encourage you maybe to, to write down and just kind of sit before the Lord on this. Number one, what love-motivated action is God calling me to make? What love-motivated motivated action is God calling me to make today toward him maybe maybe there's there's an action he is saying I want you to obey me in this what love motivated action is God calling you to make today toward him or maybe what love motivated action is God calling you to it's 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 so vital that we respond to the, to the little things that God reveals to us. What love, motivated action is God calling you to make toward a family member today? You go well. That'll wait. No, not if God is not if God is bringing it to mind right now. And maybe it's asking forgiveness. Uh, maybe it's uh, affirming your love maybe it's picking your clothes off the floor, maybe it's um, washing your daddy's truck. No, I don't know what it is. What, what love made action is God calling you to make toward maybe another uh, uh, church member, uh, another Christian brother or sister in Christ? It starts by just following what he's calling you to do today. What, what love-motivated love action is God calling you to, to, to make today, to take today toward maybe a neighbor? What love-motivated action is God calling you to take toward somebody of a different ethnic background? See, God is always at work. He's always at work. And he's called us. So as his ambassadors, remember that article? It says if we're going to represent Christ, we got to look like him. We got to look like him. As we look, if, as we look at Jesus, man, we see there were no barriers. No barriers there was there was no link that he would not go all right okay here's the second here's the second question that I just want you to think what is the love motivated action that will change the unchangeable in your life what is the love motivated action that will change the unchangeable in someone else's life just what you've said uh, that's just not going to change Well, I'll tell you this, if you've, never, if you've never acknowledged the love of God, if you've never acknowledged the price that Jesus has paid and you've never tr- received Jesus into your life, well, I will tell you, that is the love motivated action that will change what you think is unchangeable. what's the love motivated action that will change what is going on in our culture you know how you do that one life at a time one step at a time one one step of obedience at a time and maybe it's just a call maybe it's maybe it's a, a visit but i'll tell you this one of the ways that god's that, and we and we see in the life of Job, and we see in the life of some it's, it's it's whenever we turn our attention to someone else and serve them. Pray for them. What it takes to really change is the the amazing love of our uh, wonderful Father, our Abba Father, as he's demonstrated um, through his Son Jesus Christ. And he is inviting us uh, to look like him and to experience him today. And uh, I am so thankful to be journeying with you as we continue to love one another and we delight in honoring one another uh, as we um, seek uh, God's revival in our land. But it starts with us. You know, let it start with me and let it start with you. The Passion Translation paraphrase puts it like this Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil, embrace everything that is good and virtuous, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers. As members of one family, try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. All right, I'm gonna outdo you this week. We got game on. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your amazing love. Thank you uh, that you do. You've demonstrated time and time again how you change what we think is unchangeable. Lord, we pray for your transformation continually in our lives, that the world would see you. Our world, especially in this desperate time, that you would do something so spectacular in our lives and through our lives that that the world would see you as you truly are and you would be glorified. For that is the purpose of our very existence, to enjoy you and to glorify you. May you be glorified in our response today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell learn more and find ways to get plugged in at crosspoint by visiting our website crosspointonline.org there you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request like what you hear leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast thanks for listening see you next week